0: Welcome back, listeners. Episode 15, thanks and no thanks. November 26, 2020. It was 12.30 p.m. The breakfast dishes had been washed and put away by mom as I turned down the pot of sweet potatoes boiling and almost ready for the first step in preparing the candy yams. Thanksgiving breakfast is a ritual where I cook a big one. Pancakes, eggs, sausage, bacon, juice, coffee, and hot tea to drink. Teresa, my middle sister, brought her two sons and mom the night before so that they could partake in some of the preparations. But that meant I had to get beds and blankets ready. Years later, I learned her youngest son had loved the morning aromas and hated to miss out and would plead with anyone who could drive to bring him to my house so he'd be here in the morning. The week before Thanksgiving, I prepared the house. I cleaned like I was managing a cleaning company. Dust that lingered high and low that I had gone blind to was vacuumed up. Furniture polish and elbow grease got the wood-toned furniture shining almost like new. My son was tasked with putting in the table leaves, two of them, and bring up from the storage area in the basement all of the folding chairs. Some left over from a card table set, others that were strays from years of hosting other family events. The long dining room table seats, the long dining room table seats twelve if I place the plates just right with equal space along its oblong form. I recalled how one year I had 21 guests and needed to not only set up the children's table in the kitchen, but the card table when it had usefulness in the living room. I really showed off with rented crystal, china, and silverware, enough for a few strays if someone brought a plus one either giant or shoppers had a flower arrangement that i bought to accent the martha stewart layout in the dining room i put something makeshift on the kitchen table the extra table would simply have a tablecloth to hide the cuts and stains after after checking on the sweet potatoes it was time to put out the sulfurizing rolls that i bought frozen once they thawed i kneaded each dollop of dough Spread a little soft butter in its center, fold it in half, and strategically place it in well-used cake pans. They taste like homemade. Well, didn't I make them in my home, child? I picked greens a few days before the day. Yes, that's right. I picked greens. There is a black-owned farm in Glendale a few miles from my house. And each year I go into the fields and pick enough for the big dinner. Soak them for a day, then blanch and freeze them. I cook them the night before Thanksgiving to allow for stove use by mom, as well as let them stew in the re- refrigerator in the, ch- in the juice of the smoked turkey wings. Once the breakfast meal is over, mom cuts up a five pound bag of white potatoes with precision cutting them into small pieces so they cook faster, she says, as she sits comfortably at the yet to be made up kitchen table, looking out my kitchen windows that I'd washed the week before. Teresa would offer to help, but mom would shoo her away because only she could do it right. An argument would um, happen and I would intervene and suggest that they both cut them so that we could maximize the time for stovetop eyes. The macaroni for the macaroni and cheese, mom's other contribution, began to boil just as I finished with sweet potatoes. The turkey was done about 2.30, because at 7 a.m. I'd gotten up from bed and stuffed it after I sat, after it sat in the refrigerator, refrigerator overnight, letting the seasoning per- penetrate the skin and cavity. I'd made the sausage stuffing the night before. Teresa's older son liked to cook, so he helped chop the celery and I did the onions. Of course, after shoving the bird in the oven, I went back to snooze for a few hours before breakfast time, child. As the bird cooled some, mom and I removed the drippings and stored them in the refrigerator to congeal before making giblet gravy at 3.30. We took turns getting dressed, making sure that someone was in the kitchen watching pots. The TV, sometimes attended, sometimes not, went from parades to early football games. Teresa's youngest son and my son decided to rake leaves, a comedy show indeed. Though my son has no children, this is usually his yearly attempt to act like his little cousin's father bossing him around about how the leaves should be raked and bagged. At 4 p.m., the rest of the family began to arrive. The aromas greeted them at the door while I finished the last few things. The golden brown rolls could win me three stars, child, as I brushed them with butter just before we gathered around the table to say grace. My family is very undemonstrative in stating heartfelt feelings out loud, but for this holiday, we openly give thanks for what we have been grateful for. I always feel good at hearing some things I wasn't aware of, but I don't ever remember anyone stating how grateful they were for my work. Oh well, that's what I get for being the oldest child. Each person grabbed an empty plate and filed into the kitchen to, keep, to help themselves to the various dishes spread out on the island counter, the stove, and the small counters that abutted it. There was low levels of chatter as people heaped their plates. I might get an occasional, ooh, this looks good, Christy. But I knew not to look for it. I was just grateful I could do it. The sweet potato pie, apple pie, and the pound cake, my home-baked desserts, along with those that others brought, were waiting like soldiers on the front line as they sat on the buffet, awaiting for post-dinner devouring. Daddy liked to have ice cream to go with his cake or pie, and if I didn't buy any, he would drive up Route 704 to the 7-Eleven to get some, (laughs) and also play his numbers, child. Everybody, full to the gills, I pull out the Bukino game, Cups and Pennies, and we play for an hour or so. Some of the men watch the evening football game as we played. Around 9.30 or 10, the wind down begins. Some prepare take-home plates of food, some help clean the dishes, and the boys fold the chairs parade of cars leave the cul-de-sac and within five minutes I am in bed trying hard to stay awake until the calls come to say everyone had arrived home safely and had a good time. I have earned a good night's sleep. The next morning, late morning, I descend the stairs to see the remnants of a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner and day. That was then before 2020, before COVID-19, and before I hit my 70s. This morning, I laid in bed until almost 10, even though I was awakened at 6 for some reason. I watched morning news and remembered to catch up on a show I had DVR'd, as well as watch in full the on-demand version of the Stephen Colbert show. His featured guest was our country's last real president, Barack Obama. I take a self inventory. I feel rested and good. No way would I have energy to put on a Thanksgiving dinner as I did for over 30 years. And for the last five years, I have been grateful that Teresa has picked up the gauntlet, even making the mashed potatoes and mac and cheese from mom's recipe. Though she makes me feel foolish, since she prepares everything in just one day. But this year, I declined being a part of the family dinner. I needed to do a better job, starting now, in taking care of me. Since the numbers of COVID cases have risen worldwide, and since I am very aware that I am in the target age group, I am staying home, alone, and it's really okay, child. My plan for the day consists of eating a late breakfast provided by the county's senior food program, watch movies, finish a book, send out holiday text greetings to my family and friends, participate in a prayer Zoom gathering with my son's extended family, eat my senior provided Thanksgiving dinner, sip some wine, and fall asleep in my easy chair still in my PJs. I am grateful that I have food, a home, and an open heart for healthy love. I am grateful for my peace, my peace of mind, that I've, do- that I've done all I can to make this day a good one, then and now. I am thankful for friends too, those who have passed on and those still in my life, whose presence has helped me grow up. And I am extremely grateful that our country has a chance, starting on January 21st, 2021, to get back on a less chaotic track. I am mindful though, that there are tables being set with one or two less plates or folding chairs this year. COVID has left its mark on families beyond anything naturally planned. Some may be absent for other causes of death, other medical reasons, or just not yet ready to heal from the family scars. This morning, I am praying for all of them, and mine, that the hole in the family soul gets healed, and in a year or two, we can all find a way to replace that hole, filling it with love, acceptance, and wholeheartedness. Christmas is coming and soon folks will be dashing through the stores of doors of stores to get more stuff on sale and they haven't even made use of last year's stuff. I hope they wear a mask and are mindful to keep their distance and remember that just the day or week before, they had a most different Thanksgiving day. Perhaps if folks stop a minute and reflect on what is really important, they would stay home. So that next year they could be with family to celebrate another Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Till next time.